I listen to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast because Rod and Karen are hot. It's when the lights get dim and the people get quiet, wild and waiting on change. People standing in line for hours at a time just to see you hit the stage. You get a feeling that you never really felt before deep down in your gut. That's when the DJ hit the replay, get a track just to make him turn it up. Now the crowd starts chanting and everybody frantic. You know that you're running behind. The promoter sold way too many tickets for the venue. Give it up! You might just shut it down. Hey! Welcome to the Black Guy Who Tips Podcast. Your host, Rod and... Karen. And, um, first of all, man, it's been 24 hours since our last show. And I'm feeling a lot better, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm still kind of sick. I can still hear it and, uh, apologize to anybody. I'm sure I'm going to cough a few times and, uh, my voice sounds a little off, but um i'm here okay guys and that's what's important and i have to thank karen for uh the motivation and the tea that she keeps making me mm-hmm. and um, the old school therapy that shit works <coughs> say what you want to say about it but therapy works yeah and uh some new school medicine called mucinex max that i got i just went into walgreens and i bought the most expensive cough syrup they had <laughs> oh that shit was high i was like fuck it 17 dollars. it must work it must work Nobody would charge. Who would have the audacity to charge $17 for some shit that doesn't work? A lot of people. And I've coughed way less since I started trying that shit. So. Oh, well, that's well, okay. I've seen commercials for that. And for the commercials, the code is like partying in your chest. And mm-hmm. like the people take and all of a sudden they're like back and cleans it out. So apparently it does that in real life. That's what I need. Yeah. You know, I didn't even see the commercial, but that's what I need. I, I wouldn't mind a commercial like where it would be like the cold medicine comes in and puts the code into like ghettos and then exterminates them uh on some nazi shit i would be fine <laughs> with that because like i don't give a f- that's how much i hate my code oh, you, i just you, want like if they made the code believe. if they made the code slaves and then like shipped them across the middle passage to america and made the code pick cotton outside of my body i would have no problem with that <laughs> period i would be like that's a good commercial because fuck the code anyway <laughs> we have a guest today guys uh who supports everything we just said uh controversial comedian chris lambert of the mundane festival podcast and chris lambert.com what's going on chris hey ron and karen thanks for having me no problem man glad to ha- have you back man it's been a few weeks man uh everything okay with you everything is everything i i just uh i'm in my bo jackson year i just turned 34 so oh, snap. yeah yeah my birthday was friday pretty cool happy Good. birthday by the way happy belated birthday, birthday man what, no, what'd you do y'all hit me you hit me up on twitter oh i know man but you know this is the official in front of everybody oh. you know oh, okay i appreciate that I no appreciate doubt man and how how was your birthday man what'd you do it was cool i i went to work uh i uh stuffed envelopes uh and uh i got i uh what did i do i went to best buy and i bought no country for old men mm and I bought True Grit, and I got some chicken wings, and uh, from Hooters, and I watched uh, uh, No Country for Old Men. Okay, that that sounds like a pretty good um, birthday, man. I mean, me too. You know, yeah. I keep mine low key as well. Yeah, like this one. I mean, I I of course like I bought myself uh, a ticket to see one of my favorite artists, uh, Saint Vincent. I'm going to check her out this Wednesday in New York City. So I, that that's something that's, that I'm going to do that's fun. And I got to see Bill Burr uh, in Long Island on Wednesday. So it was a good birthday week. It just stuff that it just didn't happen on the 21st. You know what I mean? Mm. So so I don't want people to think that I'm really sad or anything. 
It's, it's just right. I just keep it. Yeah, I just keep it low key. Um, now, uh, uh, before we started the show, man, um, I thought I heard you say you went on a date, man. I did. Yeah. Yesterday, uh, I got set up from some, some, from one of my friends and he told me that you should, you two should hang out. So I, we, we hung out. It was cool. Had a good time. Now, um, how does that happen? Like that was that blind date. Did you know her at all before this? It was sort of a blind date, and it was like a, a mutual friend uh, set us up, and uh, I got her got her number, and, and we talked on the phone. Uh, long or the short is we we talked on the phone a little bit, and I was like, "Let's hang out." I'm gonna be I'm gonna be in Harlem around this time, and she she was like, "Okay, let's meet after that," and we like had dinner, a couple drinks, and talked. I'm kind of surprised that there's still blind dates going on, like. Um, not me because there's with the internet there's so much you can find out about a person before you even go out with them okay, like if so I just, it's not completely <clears throat> blind like so you know what they look like and all that yeah stuff. like yeah, if okay, i knew your government okay, name i hit up your saying. facebook your twitter like i i would find out as much as i could about your linkedin page and then yeah. i would be like all right cool i know what and, to expect and to an extent um their blind dates are probably going down but i I know that a lot of people still go on them mm. for the simple fact that a lot of people in this amazing internet age are like, fuck that Facebook, fuck that Twitter, fuck all that. They normally, you yeah. know, they normally about our age. They're like, I don't got time for that. Let me meet somebody, quote unquote, the old fashioned way. And a lot of people are still like that. So I still understand why uh, blind dates still happen. Now, as time goes on, you know, we're going to die out and eventually everybody's going to be dating each other on the internet. Yeah. I just yeah. Don't, I don't think I know anybody like that is what I'm saying. I don't think I know well, anybody that has no internet presence. That's yeah. Some people, yeah, like this one, like that's the second blind date that I've ever been on. Mm-hmm. Like, and that the first one was maybe almost ten or twelve years ago, but that was really weird because it was a friend that was like, "Oh, you're black," and this girl that I know is black, <laughs> so you guys maybe you could hang out. And I agreed for the date. And then when I met her in the like, this was in when I was in grad school. And me and her met in the cafeteria, and I was like, uh. And then she started talking, and I had already agreed to the shit. So mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, we'll we'll go out. And uh, she was, like, telling me about, this was, like, in September. I think I took her to see Drumline. So you know mm-hmm. it was a long-ass time ago. <laughs> and and, and uh, she, she said something about Thanksgiving and that I could cut the turkey on Thanksgiving. I was like, I just met you, and it's September. Like, mm. and she started telling me about her ex-boyfriend, how he um, ran up all her credit card bills and, and he mm. broke up with her. And it was just kind of, it was just like a weird situation. Mm. That is but, weird. Yeah. 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 She's divulging a lot of information and she already talked about cutting turkeys. Hey, we don't, we don't cut turkeys until we get close. Well, now you'd have to follow a girl on Twitter for two, three hours to find out all that information. Like, True that's now. crazy. That's that she true. told you that in, in one day. They put everything on their Instagram and their their Twitter. Yeah. yeah. But um, so did they, did you do any research before you like went out with this girl? Did you like look her up or did you just go out straight up old school blind? He hit me up with her with her Instagram mm. and uh, and her and that was it. Like I just saw a picture. I was like, okay, she's she's cute. Did or she had like did she had like twenty thousand followers and she was talking about sucking dick and like pictures with her titties out and stuff or no? 
No, no, unfortunately, no, she didn't. <laughs> sorry, <laughs> no, man. I'm sorry. She did. No, nah, yeah, yeah. It's, I mean, it was all good. It was, it was cool. I mean, you never know what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. I kind of got out of a situation. Not, you know, uh, I'm kind of starting to not. Social media will have you believe that you're friends with people mm-hmm. and because you're on Facebook and stuff. But like the friend zone thing, like I was, I was dancing with this girl for a little bit. And it was kind of like, it was one of those, you put your dick on a table moments that one that, uh, Randolph from Three Guys On talked mm-hmm. about a lot. And I had one of those moments cause the issue, the hand had gotten forced. Mm. And then after that, like, she was like, well, you know, I kind of don't see you like that. And I was like, okay. Mm. And that was cool. Like I, it was disappointing, but it was like, now I know. Right. And I'm not playing these games anymore. And it's disappointing to a certain degree. Mm-hmm. But then part of me was like, you know, I feel like if I'm if I'm going to if I've learned anything from my 20s and adolescence is that you can't keep playing these games or like dancing around the possibility of this right. person's enemy. It's like Waste I'm honest. Time. And then I think now, like, I think there's even more respect. I think she even has more respect for me, for me now. Well, I mean, it's one of those moments where, like I've said on the show a hundred times, you have to pull your dick out mm-hmm. to get out the friend zone. And pull your dick out doesn't mean, uh, anything, uh, rapey. It doesn't mean, yeah. uh, that you're gonna, uh, get some even. Uh, right. what it means is that she has to make a choice and she can stop bullshitting because a lot of times, Women don't want to say anything because they don't want to hurt your feelings. True. You know, and like y'all constantly in this like, I don't want to get rejected and I don't want to hurt your feelings. And eventually it's going to happen. The friend zone is the slowest form of rejection anyway. So speed that shit up. You're not getting any younger. Pull your dick out. Let her say, nah, no, thank you. Put that dick away. And then you can go, all right, I got rejected. Move on. You know, but like you said, at least. Uh, even if she doesn't respect you, at least you can respect yourself, which, yeah. you know, the older I get, the more I realize that matters more than anything else. Right. Cause it's, it's been a lot of times it's like, damn, I should have said, but it's, it's almost like I was, I was skeptical of the whole thing, but it's like, if there's somebody that you're attracted to and they keep saying, Oh, we should hang out. Mm-hmm. We should do this. And then let, how are you doing? Like they're checking in on you mm-hmm. and you're attracted to them. And it's like, Oh, I should. I should see what what this person is talking about. I should kind of see what's going on. And then when you when the issue comes up, it's like I didn't know that this that she's like. Uh, I mean, I'm sure she did. I don't right. think the girl's stupid, but it's like I didn't know that you kind of you felt this way or da 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 da. And it's like, yeah, okay, all right. Yeah, I think it's human nature because like a yeah. lot of dudes get mad at women for that. Yeah, they do. Yeah. But um. I really don't think you should get... And I don't want you to think I was mad. Like, yeah, I know not, you aren't. Yeah. I'm not going to do... I'm not going to write my charity starts at home. Uh, <laughs> oh, no, man. If I take my hitters. Um, but, uh, <laughs> but, um, nah, but seriously, though, I think a lot of people, they get mad and, um, yeah. at these women for that shit, for like the friend zone. And right. I think it's kind of, it's kind of weird because, um, if the shoe was on the other foot mm-hmm. and we were being pursued, we would take it mu- as much advantage as we can. And even with the way things are set up in society now, there's a ton of dudes that kind of do the opposite where they're having a physical or sexual relationship with a woman who wants to have like a complete, like emotional relationship. Yep. And it's like, Mm-mm, I got the penny draws. Uh, so I'm not gonna 
offer my emotional availability so they're kind of in a opposite friend zone they're in like the fuck zone yep uh that happens a lot you know so it's like people try to get over on each other naturally you know yeah it's just like the attention thing and it's like because i was i was starting to feel some kind of way and i had talked to my good friends about it i was like yo are these feelings that i'm having like is are they valid are they valid to have if if i'm getting this vibe from her and they were like, yeah, I mean, you know, you should see what's good. And then when when I would get signs from her that would be like, uh, oh, I should fall back on this. Mm-hmm. And then when I felt and that's how I genuinely felt. I was like, yo, this don't feel right. And then like so I fell back and she was like, yo, you're being you're being what's going on? What's wrong? And it, I haven't seen you in like six weeks. But you think because we have this connection that we follow, quote unquote, connection like on twitter and facebook or whatever because you like my statuses that you really know Mm. you know me but it's like you don't know it's like really like you don't know me like that right like you don't know who my favorite character on pretty little liars is exactly you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. you don't know my favorite felicity episode did she even did she even call you when ellen page came out no, but see? a lot of people see. Yeah, she didn't. No, nah, she didn't. I don't even think she. As a matter of fact, I don't even think she really knew my thing for Ella Page. Really, wow, so. wow. So, Anybody can tell it. I, I've never even heard you talk about Ellen Page, and I knew it. Yeah, like when I, I read the article, you were the first person I thought of because I said this is the exact type of chick that would be in the indie romance comedy yeah. that was kind of quirky <laughs> and asexual, but still kind of charming. You know what? I was I was listening to one of my favorite new podcasts, uh, Race Wars, with uh, Kurt Metzger and Sherrod Small. They were talking about her, and I talked about her on my podcast last week, but it's like she's got this, like, manic, there's this thing called, like, the manic pixie dream girl where she's the prototype, the nerd prototype, <clears throat> and like, like Zoe Deschanel mm-hmm. in 500 Days of Summer, that pixie little white girl that changes some dude's life and shit mm. she's like attractive but like if you look at her in these movies a lot of times she's never really she's like she might be with a guy but she ain't really with him you know what yeah, i mean well she doesn't have any sexual chemistry and she yeah. doesn't she doesn't really take on roles that rely on her sex appeal so yeah. uh she's to me she's always been asexual mm-hmm. to which re which for for me reads in hollywood as gay like like I, <laughs> yeah, you know because too. hollywood is so fucked up that you know people were trying to act like it wasn't a big deal she came out it's a very big deal like i yeah. want to see if she ever gets another role as um a love interest for anybody or if she True. gets or now she can only get like roles as like a lesbian like or if she goes back to or even if she can get her same asexual roles because uh i remember i watched all of inception yeah and i felt like if they had put like uh, even like say Mila Kunis or somebody in mm-hmm. her role, there would have been sexual chemistry between her and DiCaprio where we would have been like, wow, you know, is this supposed to be like a, the love interest? And yeah. And, and there was never that moment with Ellen Page. You were just like, well, obviously she wants to learn from him and she'll be a good yeah. understudy and that's good. But that's it. Apprentice. Yeah. Well, <laughs> the, 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 the guys on race wars, they were saying like, there's this film, uh, Maybe like oh nine two thousand ten. This movie called Super with Rain Wilson and uh, uh, Ellen Page. It's a more brutal version of Kick Ass. Like Kick Ass, yes. Kick Ass was pretty hardcore the first one, mm-hmm. and this one is even more intense. But it's a, they're both good movies anyway. Ellen Page is in love with Rain Wilson's character, 
and and they were they were talking about a line that she said, "My pussy's so gushy," and like they were like, "Yo," like when she said that, like that shit. And I felt I was like, "Yes, that's what I'm talking about." Like she, there was a sexiness to her, mm-hmm. but like overall, she you don't really see that. Like the game I've raved about for the longest time, Beyond Two Souls. Mm-hmm. Like I don't know if it was because I was like pressed over her because I liked her and shit. Mm-hmm. But you you're controlling this care her character, and it's like when dudes would try to would try to get at her. I was like, I don't want this motherfucker on me like that. Right. I mean that's I mean like kind of like that's my girl, but then I'm controlling her, and it's almost like you're like a dad. Like it's a scene where like she's hungry and she's homeless, and it's a dude who's like, hey, you want to suck my dick for to get a steak? And I was like, oh, I'm not sucking your dick for no steak. I'm gonna die. I'd rather die. You know, it's like, so it's kind of like she never was really with a dude like that in that, even in that game. So, I mean, it wasn't a surprise, but it was kind of disappointing, but yeah, not disappointing that like, fuck, you're gay. Fuck. Right. Oh, you're gay. Oh yeah. You're going to make me gay now. I was going to rub off. Yeah. My marriage is no longer valid. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so how did the like actual date go though? And, um, you know, I had to ask for the audience. Was it white girl? <laughs> no, she was black. Okay. Was well, black. so were you immediately disappointed when you showed up? Like, oh God, my friend doesn't know me at all. This is another <laughs> black, <laughs> just, just hooking us up because we're two black people or what? I was like, fuck this. <laughs> I, immediately turned, I immediately turned away and, uh, you sat down with a long sigh. Oh God! Here we go again. Right. She's not gonna like romantic comedies. Let me guess, Latoya. No. Did did you really? You really like Toni Morrison? Uh (laughs) Are we really gonna talk about Steve Harvey? Oh my God! Uh, I really gotta stop doing that to Chris. (laughs) (laughs) The audience is. Every, and without, with, without fail on Twitter, at least once after every show, I get a, man, I love me some Chris Lambert. If he just didn't like only white girls, I'm like, yes. That was so funny that time. I think it was in December where you said, like, you got an email from a listener that said, yeah. oh, I think Chris, I like Chris Lambert, but I think he just likes white girls. <laughs> <laughs> I was just sitting there rubbing my hands together like a villain, like, it's working. <laughs> And you I, and I think I tweeted back like we could I could tell her we could hang out until uh Julia Styles breaks us up. <laughs> <laughs> so um so like you know I uh, you go on a date man you show up you you already know what she looks like so yeah. which is a good thing about the internet right no more surprises yeah you know let even unless she takes like that top down photo thing but that's fine you know you can kind of you can kind of figure out from the angles and stuff so yeah. so like was the chemistry there like what do you talk about on the first date now because we were talking all last week and at the valentine's day like with social media i don't know what the fuck people can and can't talk about on the first date anymore because people are so open on social media but in real life i think they kind of dial it back a few notches so like how do you like what kind of stuff do you talk about on the first date well when when i met her i had just coming from came from recording a podcast with uh, a comedian named Mike Brown, one of the Decepticomics. Mm-hmm. We were, we did a podcast and we just, we were talking about like hip hop and video games. And Mike Brown's a big gamer. And I talked about that, like how his percept, cause he, if you, if anybody knows Mike Brown, he's like a cool looking dude, handsome guy. He looks like he doesn't really play video games. So 
we kind of talked about that. And we're talking about The Last of Us because I just beat that like two weeks ago. I'm late to the game, but it's a fantastic game. And we're talking about that. So she's like, what did you guys talk about? I was like, we talked about this video game called The Last of Us. And she was like, and she turned her, she made a face. And I was like, hey, this is who I am. I wasn't trying to, I was going to be me. I was like, "This this is what this game is about. This is an amazing game. And she was like, do you play video games? She because she gave me that look. She's like, "You play video?" I was like, oh. "Yeah, every now and then I play." Oh, she was one of those. Yeah, yeah. one of those people. She was trying to... Go ahead. I was, no, she was one of the people to go. Oh, you play those video games? Yeah. which means you're going to yeah. be playing for hours, and you're not going to pay me any attention and want to fuck me because you're playing. Video I need games. all the attention all the time. You should never have another thing outside of me. Did you say to her like, "Oh, are you one of those women that likes weddings?" Oh my god. <laughs> no i didn't i really didn't care i told her like i mean i'm not i know that you and karen are are, are avid gamers and mm-hmm. stuff like that i was just really honest like mainly for the longest time my ps3 has been a media center where i just play do netflix and play the blu-rays and stuff mm-hmm. but then you know like you you've heard me talk about it on twitter we've talked about like how i was excited about tomb raider yeah. some of these adventure games and all of that and so those games drew me back into playing and kind of like tapped me in. It was, it's a release. It really right. is. Like when I was like upset about that girl or thinking about that, like I was too engrossed in saving this little white girl to think about mm-hmm. in the last of us to think about like what was really going on. And of course I lived my life and, right. and did, did shows and everything, but it was just good to, to just play. And it's, it, it really, it's fun. It's fun. You know, yeah, I so, feel like only insecure people get jealous of that kind of stuff anyway. Yes. Yeah. Like there's a certain amount of security that you have to have where it's like this, somebody's enjoying something that doesn't involve me and, and it's, it's fine. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. uh, what, what'd you say to her? I mean, what did she say to your answer though? Was she cool with you playing video games or was she like, nah? She was cool with it. I mean, she was just like, oh, okay. Like, I, I mean, cause I also, I do a lot of other stuff. So it wasn't real. like who, what, what you see is what you get with mm-hmm. me. Like, I'm not, I'm not trying, like, even on my Twitter, like, I reveal the things I want to reveal, but on Twitter, uh, like, my, my tweets is my life, young. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, if I'm you live, tweet, like, if I'm live tweeting pretty little liars, I'm live tweeting pretty little liars and I'm talking about what they wearing. Or I'm talking about how they look, or I'm gonna talk about how, uh, you know, it's racist that about black quarterbacks. Or I'm mm-hmm. gonna talk about, you know, if I think Danny Granger, I hope he gets bought out by the Heat, or I I'm bought out by the Sixers and goes to the Heat and then beats the Pacers in the uh, Eastern Conference Finals. Like that's who I am. Or I I say, oh, this this album is dope. You should listen to it. When do My you friend, so like when do you reveal like that you have twitter and stuff like that is that something you do on the first day is that something you avoid uh i mean i talk i mean usually i guess they would i don't know that's a good question i mean it doesn't really come up i think sometimes the girl will usually have twitter too Mm -hmm. i'm trying to think like the last girl that i dated because like i didn't know this or i just hadn't thought about it but you know people were telling me uh when we were bringing up the dating stuff on the show last week that it was like you know, I was listening to people who were like, uh, as a matter of fact, I was listening to a podcast, uh, two guys, one show, and they were talking about when do you reveal like social media when you're dating someone, 
you know oh, when do you when on social media do you reveal that you're in a relationship like a bunch yeah. of stuff and i was like this is all shit i never had to think about you know no. so yeah you know is that like a big thing because like i'm not i'm not built for the dating shit so i feel like after like we go out one time i'll probably be like in a relationship with uh <laughs> you know i was talking hey guys all across your social media. i was talking to my girlfriend today uh <laughs> about our second date and uh when we're gonna do it but uh yeah so like when like have, what would it take for you to get to the point where you're like uh you need to check out my twitter uh i don't i never i never really brought it up i mean the girls the women that i was have been seeing recently like it doesn't like they have an account or i mean you could i guess you could read my tweets and say this guy's single mm. <laughs> i don't know i don't even i don't really think about it because it's it's just really an extension of me it's not really um i don't think i'm that different from what i tweet you know what i mean mm. like if you listen to my podcast because I mean, it's different when you're a when you're a public figure. Like you guys are public figures. You have a podcast. You have Twitter accounts, and you you're you're in social media. We're public so, like, figures. Yeah, uh, you yeah. are. Yeah, people know about your, People know about you, and it's different. Where like me, it, it's it's the same thing with me. It's like, oh, I got this game. I really like it. Or, man, I've really felt awkward about this encounter with a coworker. You know, just, I mean, mm-hmm. I don't, I don't, I tweet the shit that I'm going, you know what I mean? I don't know, man. It's cause my shit is really, it ain't really, I I feel like I got a good Twitter account, mm-hmm. but it's not like, it's not like I'm tweeting stuff that's, that's not happening to me. Right. You know? I was just wondering, cause you know, I don't think you tweet anything salacious either. No, me either. Um, but you know, with hearing people talk about it and, mm-hmm. you know, I think people, you know go to social like social media is the closest we'll get to being psychic other than maybe say the comment section true where you people just kind of give every little thought that they have and it seems like people now guard their social media like they guard their thoughts like Mm -hmm. i like you don't really know me until you know what i like to do you know on the internet so you know and i don't think you have anything to be ashamed of or anything but it's just funny to like this idea that, like we go on this date uh we're you know paying for your food we're having a good mm-hmm. conversation we're courting we're trying to figure each other out but at the same time you could just literally follow me on twitter for a week and mm-hmm. know a ton of shit about me and speed yeah. the whole process up but there's something to dating where it's it, it almost benefits from slowing up the pace true <laughs> Go ahead, Karen. True, I, I, that, and I'm sorry, Chris, that, and also, uh, like I was saying yesterday, people treat social media in real life as two separate entities. It's mm-hmm. like, okay, I share everything to these people, but they don't really know me. I never meet these people walking down the street, but when I see you face-to-face, and you have literally have read my tweets, read my thoughts, it's like, okay, now this is going to be awkward. Now, you know, I might have to explain some shit that I didn't feel like explaining to talk about some shit I don't want to really talk to you about because you know everything about me. So I'll protect this. And unless you unless you follow me, you, quote unquote, don't know me. And I think a lot of people treat it like that. Yeah. And I don't think your account, you would not have anything to worry about. So it's kind of funny, like, you know, like what like that when you get to the point to tell somebody, because 
you know there's i've seen other people's accounts where it's like they're cool as shit at work or in public but then you read the account it's like man let me tell you first of all a bitch is a bitch all day i slap a bitch in their face you're like yeah that, that's not you no, like that's not you know like that's the account i don't want to tell anybody about or, that's true you know what i mean right. <laughs> oh but yeah it's just weird that uh you know i don't know it's, I just a, it's interesting. interesting though because i never really thought of it that way but it's i think it's something that you do i guess i don't uh it's a conscious thing like i try not to curse on twitter mm-hmm. but if you if you listen to my podcast i mean it's 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 me pretty much unfiltered like once i had to catch myself yesterday uh when i was talking to uh to mike uh recording his episode i was like oh that should probably not I should, I had to stop myself. But other than that, like, it's really just a free flowing thing and it's me. And, and, uh, it's like, as you guys probably know, it's, I'm sure you do know, it's just the podcast. It, uh, it's something that you like doing and you, and it's, I don't, what the hell am I saying? Anyway, I just didn't know, like, I, I never really thought of it that way. Cause like, I have a Twitter account, right. <laughs> but it's not, it's, yeah. Now is that, is there anything, um, like, do you think you're going to have a second date with this girl? Uh, I don't know. Mm. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. Now, uh, is, is that because you're scared to ask for a second date? Because, like, I wonder if the uh, blind date is almost easier because you didn't really have to ask, you know, yeah. as opposed to a second date where you would be expressing interest which would make the rejection more personal. Like it would actually be a rejection of you now. Cause she kind of does know you as opposed uh-huh. to a rejection of a blind date. Well, I don't want to reveal too much. I'll mm-hmm. just say like, uh, we'll see. Okay. I mean, I'm, uh, see, you kind of put me in a corner. She's not, she's not listening to this. Just, she doesn't. Yeah. She, yeah, she doesn't. don't know. She don't know, but we'll see, man. I, I, she was cool she was cool mm-hmm. like maybe we could be friends i don't know okay. i don't know you know what i'm saying like i'm not i'm not trying to uh so i she don't was, know she was like one of those real religious girls or something it was one of those i understand no. man it, it throws me <laughs> off too. like it's like we just met and you already throwing all this guilt trip on me i'm not i'm not down uh, with this it's stuff that i would probably tell you if you and i were at a bar right or if i was at y'all's house I hit you on G chat. I hit you on G chat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, this is the Blackout Tips podcast. You can find us at theblackouttips.com. Uh, iTunes, Stitcher, and Podomatic. Just search the Black Guy Who Tips. We'll come up. The official weapon of the show is the Taser. An unofficial sport is Bullet Ball. A Bullet Ball Extreme. And today's podcast is brought to you by Shadow Dog Productions. This podcast is sponsored by Shorts for Cancer. If you don't want to screw around with getting a DVD mailed to you, they have a digital download option. It's even $5 cheaper. And I don't know how he's doing this math, but it's actually like $9 cheaper. You know, Dexter, his crazy deals. But whether you get the DVD or the download, all the money goes to cancer charities. Think of it as a charitable donation where you actually get an entertaining movie to watch thrown in. And if you want to help out, go to shadowdogproductions.com slash s4c.html and drop $29, $29 for the DVD or $20 for the download, which is $9 difference. He said five. In the till. Don't miss Rod and Karen's film acting debut. And if you've ever done any horrible shit in your life, now's your chance to wash your soul clean by doing something good. Aww. And you guys know, if you listen to this show, you've all done horrible things. So 
uh this is kind of a horrible thing you're doing right now just listening so make sure you guys take care of that uh we also have another sponsor it's a little sexier so i need some sexy music hold on let me find some wow You guys do that for me? Uh, he probably sure. did. Ladies and gentlemen, are you tired of going out on blind dates? Hmm? Have you been fantasizing about surprising your lover with an adventurous new toy or adult movie? Are you pulling your dick out in the friend zone? Well, you should, so you can get to the fun part, the fucking Go to adamandeve.com and for a limited time only, you can get 50% off of just about any item in stock. Any item. It's crazy. I still haven't found an item that you can't get 50% off of. But that's not all, guys. When you pick your one item at 50% off, you also get three free DVDs for a little inspiration, plus a free extra gift that's so sensual, can't even mention it on the radio. And to top it all off, they even throw in free shipping on your entire order and no, they're not teasing like a girl that wants to go out dancing and calls you to see how you're doing, but won't let you fuck. No, they are serious, people. So check out adamandeve.com today for the special offer. Go get your 50% off when you put in the code TBGWT when you go check out. And when you do, you get three free DVDs, a free extra gift, and free shipping. Just use the code TBGWT at adamandeve.com. All right, let's get into the show, guys. Uh, yeah, show related things to talk about. So, do you listen? Hey, hold on a second. Do you mm-hmm. listen to St. Vincent like that, or you just randomly? No, I, I got it for, for you, man. Yeah, that's that's really nice, man. I appreciate that. Hey, man, happy oh, birthday, man. No, love you, some Annie Clark, man. I'm a professional. Right. Uh, <laughs> speaking of being professional, <clears throat> the NFL is penalizing the use of the racial slur, nigga. Oh. It's only one racial slur. I like. That people was like, you know, they should be, they should get everything off of there. Have you read the fucking article, everybody? Most people mm-hmm. haven't. Okay. All right. The, um, <clears throat> the head of the Fritz Pollard Alliance, which monitors diversity in the NFL, expects the league to institute a rule where players will be penalized 15 yards for the use of the N-word on the field. John Wooten, the head of the Fritz Pollard Alliance, anticipates that the NFL's competition committee will enact the rule at the owners meeting next month. We did talk about it. I'm sure that you saw near the end of the year that Fritz Pollard Alliance came out very strong with the message that the league needs to stop, needs to do something about the language on the field, said Ravens general manager Ozzie Newsom, who was on the league's competition committee. So we did discuss that over the last three days. Newsom also said the committee talked about other slurs coming under any possible new rule, including homophobic slurs. Wooten, who previously has urged all players to stop using the N-word, thinks the NFL will rule an automatic 15-yard penalty for the first-time offenders and an ejection for a second infraction. I will be totally shocked that the competition committee does not uphold us on what we're trying to do, Wooten said, according to CBSSports.com. We want this word to be policed from the parking lot to the equipment room to the locker room. Secretaries, PR people, whoever, we want to eliminate it completely and we want it policed everywhere. Um, now the thing about this is a lot of people got very upset when they heard this. And Chris, I heard you groan, so it sounds like you're not a fan of this either. Uh, yeah, cause it's just, <coughs> is it, are, are they gonna play football in lingerie now? I mean, it's just, it's like protective padding. It's, 
I mean, that's how guys talk, man. Mm-hmm. I mean, they bleep it out on. I mean, you can't hear it as as fans. I mean, if it was basketball, that's a different thing. But mm-hmm. like, you can hear them curse in basketball. I don't know, man. It's just getting. I too- remember after the Celtics had a play where somebody had an and one. I remember the infamous KG, like my nigga. <laughs> like I thought that was like that was my shit, but I was like that's I was laughing because it was inappropriate. Like it wasn't like yeah. I was it wasn't coming from a place of like and that's just how brothers relate. I was like that is completely inappropriate, and I think it's hilarious, but that you know that's not good. That shouldn't be done. Yeah, it's uh, I don't know, man. It's it's become so the league is is starting to become so watered down. Like everybody's breaking passing records every year because the league the league's changing the game the rules and people are passing for six thousand yards you know not that mm-hmm. five, but like five and four or five thousand yards like marino's record is broken and i don't know man it, it it's 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 just this um oh how do i want to say it it's it's this the issue of i got this hypocrisy in the league where it's like you don't want to hurt anybody, but you really do have to hurt people. Like, well, yeah. let me ask. Oh, go ahead, Ken. I'm sorry. Sure. <clears throat> well, I was just gonna say, does it matter that the people who wanted out of the league are black people? John Wooden you, and Ozzy Newsome. Like, does that matter to y'all at all? Because that is like older black people. Like, man, this shit is out of control. Y'all gotta, y'all gotta chill. Yeah, it does matter. That does. That, <coughs> I just, I feel, I. I can't say that I have like this definitive feeling on it, but I, the fact that there are old, older players, older guys, uh, that are saying that older retired players, I'm sorry, that are black. I just, I don't know. I just feel kind of, I just feel some kind of way about it, but charging people, what are they going to say? 15 yards for calling him a nigger still first down. Like uh, yeah. <laughs> Illegal use of the N word, 15 yeah. yards. Uh, Karen, what are you gonna say though? My thing, and, and, and this is just my perspective on the outside looking in. Something that really, really frustrates me about the NFL and how fans view the NFL. Fans don't view the NFL as a working environment for these players. These players go to work. This is their job. This is what they get paid to do. When they're in the locker room, they're getting paid. When they're on the field, they're getting paid. When they're in photo shoots, they're getting paid. And it's funny how people have exceptions for these people. For some reason, we lower our standards for a working environment because it's football. Because in your normal everyday job, you can't walk around calling people in words from the time you get in there to the time you go home. Your job pays you not to do shit. And so I agree it should not be there and 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 it's just it's just for the fact that it's not acceptable in any other working environment and football should not be an exception to the rule it's just one of those things where the football I mean NFL wants to get they don't want another Jonathan Martin situation they don't want that anymore they 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 want to get rid of it and this is their way of being proactive and saying well we're doing our job because they don't want any more lawsuits you're getting ready to have the first gay athlete to be openly gay to walk into your sports you better nip this shit in the bud and so it's just one of those things where they're doing what any company would do that has sponsors and people paying and investors and things like that i you know and i and and i think sometimes people get really really sensitive about it they're not saying that you can't say it outside of there they're not saying that you can't say it in your everyday life they're saying when you punch our goddamn clock and you come in here you shouldn't say it when people walk into their office jobs they can't say it so i i, I don't see the difference 
is a working environment. Just like people will somehow, how, you know, you're supposed <clears throat> to just beat somebody up in your working environment. No, you, a lot of people said that, but in reality, y'all will go to human resources like a normal human being. For some reason, we treat uh, football athletes like they're less than a non-intelligent human beings because they run into each other and, and, and uh, hurt each other. But this is their job, and this is what they get paid to do. And my feeling is that I agree because it's one of those things where you need to be fair across the board. Yeah, I think the lower standards for athletes contributes to the dehumanization of black males in our society anyway. Like there's this function like like this like this happened with um and obviously this is a brilliant move by uh Goodell and the NFL to kind of get some of the bullshit out of the headlines that's been out there. Like, you know, Darren Sharper being a rapist, uh Ray Rice uppercutting the chick. Um even the Michael Sam controversy pales in comparison to the outrage that people had about um you know about this topic um but i think it kind of hurts like one of the things about the jonathan martin situation that like really pissed me off was how many people just see these guys as lesser than so therefore like it's not like they're saying oh no i don't care about this topic what they're saying is i don't care as long as it's happening in a football environment because we can't expect these people to behave like humans that's crazy you know um and I feel like that shit goes a long way to make it seem like we're not capable as, you know, people of like restraint. Like we're like to me, as as much as uh, Jonathan Martin's situation is probably a mental health issue. It became a race issue when people started to saying, well, if somebody called me a half nigga, you know, I just go in there, and punch him in his face. And it's like, well, that's actually not what you should do. Yeah. Like, well, he, you know what? Mm hmm. Now that now I like Karen's <clears throat> argument, and now I agree with Karen. So I'm on I'm on the bus with you guys. Yeah, it's, I mean, well, and then like that was the thing I said on Twitter was 99.9 percent of us working jobs. Well, you cannot be yeah. calling people nigga on yeah. in any capacity. Like I cannot like like I cannot just be at a meeting and they were like, well, actually, Rod. Uh, uh, I disagree with that idea. I feel like the report should be done on Thursday. Oh, come on, my nigga. Even as a positive, people would be like, no. Yeah. Fuck that. Yeah. Can we talk to you in human resources? Yeah, and I think that, um, you know, people can lose track of that. And then, uh, you know, unfortunately, man, as much as uh, <clears throat> I hate that it's this way, it is a slippery slope. And it is the shit that led to um, Richie Incognito using it. It's the shit that those two Detroit players, the white dude and the black dude, said it was no problem. It was cool in their locker room. And meanwhile, you have a bunch of old school NFL players like you can't do it. You know, um, it is a slippery slope. And when people don't know how to play with the toys, they all got to go away. Yeah. And and, and, and to me uh, personally, it's just one of those things to where they're paying you and you're a product. And when you are a product and somebody's paying you, you have to go by their rules. And so if they, if, if, if you go into your job and they be like, you know what, uh, when you go into the break room, you know, you can no longer turn the water on. Guess what? Everybody's going to follow and abide by that rule. They might not like it. They might get upset. They might say it's dumb and it doesn't make sense. But it's just one of those things where it's amazing how people uh, expect these people to be less than. And it's just one of those things where at any time you're out in the open, you represent the product. Well, not just that, but anytime we as black people act like it's impossible for a motherfucker to do a job without doing some ignorant shit, we're handicapping ourselves because, like, it's it's completely possible to kneecap a dude and not have to say the N-word. 
i don't know why we think that that part of our culture needs to be on display uh, at a professional environment um you know a, a, another thing like i remember this happened with the nba dress code and people got mad it's like so you policing what black men can wear so that the white man will be accepting of them and then you look at what they actually wearing this fucking jeans and a button up or or a polo it wasn't like they said you need to show up in a three-piece suit it was like business casual at best niggas yeah. was still rocking tims niggas was still rocking jeans uh niggas was still rocking uh untucked polos it really was no fucking problem and you know what they, it looked better and it was right the same thing happened with the um nba when they had the uh no more demonstrative um contesting of calls from the refs like it was getting out of control niggas was waiting five minutes between free throws because they had to you know do that whole dance about to call the foul on me and you know what made the game better i enjoyed it when i went to a game it didn't last as long and i didn't spend a lot of time being like hey can you fucking um get to the line sheet you know so like sometimes even though it's coming from a white man even though it's policing um black people sometimes it's right and i i hate to say that but that's how i feel about this shit like they're right y'all y'all shouldn't be saying nigga on the fucking field and lastly before i let chris answer you know or add on um i guarantee you this is a flag that we'll never see and this is the shit that is so funny to me it's not like i was watching nfl games going man they sure are saying nigga a lot it's a problem that's not fucking happening you know like it's a it's literally something to make everybody just go hey look over there it's like ray rice uppercut a bitch what no no niggas can't say nigga no more yeah darren sharp has been a serial rapist uh no no but you can't say the n-word yeah yeah um did did you guys hear about um uh all this uh other controversy and shit going on in the league nah man i just know you can't say nigga now i want to discuss this for a month like I guarantee you, man, this shit, you know, hey, Michael Sam's gay and we can't stop asking him gay shit. Uh, what? What's going on? Uh, no niggas. Like, we will never see this flag thrown the same way we never saw that celebration flag thrown last year when they were like, we're not going to let you dance after a sack or something. And then niggas was dancing at the sacks and nothing happened. It'll be fine. Yeah, I, I think it will. And also, uh, for me, uh, when you start bringing about this, it's just one of those things where they were like, well, they can police uh outside of of just like in the locker room and things like that and it's one of those things where you know in the in your home you could do what you want to do but because you are, are a professional athlete and you're videotaped and you and every, everybody know now you know used to be people didn't know their faces but now mm-hmm. with the internet people know your faces and what you look like so you're always on you're always a product mm-hmm. so even if you're out in the public on photo shoots anything like that i want to see what happens when a nigga does it during twitter like what's yeah, gonna happen when? Cause like that's the thing I said was like y'all niggas need to stop saying nigga because these little niggas is looking up to y'all niggas, man. And, and it is it is it is a shame, but it's the truth. Uh, I just like how you just you you make a you made a you made an excellent point, Rod. But you just I didn't real I don't think there was a sentence that used where you did not say nigga. Yeah, <laughs> I mean it's fine for me. I don't have these same workplace. Movies. I know. I know. But yeah. you're, you're absolutely right. I think the older the older that I'm getting, the more that it's like, well, I get why they're doing that because it is a business. You're if you're running a business, you want as many eyes on your product and as much money to be spent on your product as possible. 
And right. you can't have that happen. Um, it'll, and you know what, Chris? It'll help them out in the long run. And I mean the mm-hmm. athletes. And, and it's, it's interesting because I started watching, uh, NFL, uh, network has this series called The Football Life. And it, and it really, it really, for me, like, I think for me now, like, like being older, you, you kind of know these guys are really people. But from when I was a kid, like seeing a story about Randall Cunningham, you know, how he was back then in the social climate of just a, a, a guy that you thought was a god, like mm-hmm. as a kid, like you, you realize that this guy is a person. And it's just like it just sort of it just makes the stuff that they did even more great. I mean, now, Randall Cunningham, he was in the 90s. But I'm just using him as an example right. about like his parents and or a Jerry Rice story or Ladanian Thomason. It really makes me appreciate these players even more um, and the things that they do. So yeah, it's like they should. You should um, if we're paying these guys this money, and I think that it's well deserved, especially in football because of the beating that they take. Right. Um, they should be able to be held to the, these higher standards because I'm a, I don't have any kids, but there's kids watching. Like right. I'm, I look at these guys. I look at these guys when I was like, oh Jesus, that's my stupid <coughs> virus. God darn it. Son anyway, you know there's there's also but the, in a, sorry in addition to kids watching, there's also sponsors watching. Yes. Mm-hmm. Like how many like yeah. like. I'm just saying, I don't even think this is a problem for the record. I really do feel like this is just complete distraction. All right. Nobody like this. Nobody was watching NFL games saying I keep hearing the word nigga. Nobody. But I feel like this is a distraction. And at the end of the day, it really doesn't matter. You know what I mean? Like at the end of the day, it won't hurt or help the game if people say the N word more. Lord, I mean, say the N word less because we weren't noticing it already. True. Now, at the same time, now they got to change their Redskins name, man. That's what I said. Mm-hmm. I think the players should just start, black players should just start calling each other my Redskin. Like, oh, good play, my Redskin. Oh, that changed that name, too. Yeah. Like, if black players really wanted to, like, I know they won't do it because, you know, they're not that thoughtful. But after every press conference, no matter what team I was on, I would refer to other black people as Redskins, period. Like, it would just be like, oh, man, I threw to that Redskin coming out the backfield. Man, that, that Redskin was tripping, dog. You saw that movie put on that Redskin? And they'll be like, why are y'all saying that? I'm like, no, calm down, my Redskin. Come on, dog. Redskin, yeah, please. Because just like we talked about for this issue, like, and in the NBA, there's a lot of money tied up into that. There's a lot of money tied up into that Redskins name, into that brand. Mm-hmm. And it's like, that's years of 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 uh, branding and and a part of the the it's a fixture in that area in the dc metro area all over the country really but it's just like what are they going to do with that but roger goodell didn't want to he, he danced right. around that so it's like it's kind of like this hypocrisy that right. we're we're having and, and, and it's just i it's it's a little it's a little annoying but i don't but, but you do, but they do need to address this shit because yeah. here's what's funny about it, right? The people who violated this rule so far that I know of. All black, right? No. Uh, no. the ones that I know about are Riley Cooper and Richie Incognito. Okay. All That's right. the most popular N-word controversies I heard. 
That's so true. so and 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 nothing really could happen to them um uh, if it wasn't for the hazing you know um incognito wouldn't have gotten in trouble at all for just the language right nothing can really happen to them because there's nothing on the books true yeah like it's just, and people just keep accepting like yeah so you know this is just part of a locker room environment no the fuck is not like i know people that have been in a locker room and those same dudes are like, yeah, um, white dudes were not just running around calling me nigger left and right. And I wasn't cool with that. So, mm-hmm. you know, and it's, it's funny because you have these old school dudes who are like, well, you know, the locker room environment is not professional, blah, blah, blah. It's like, okay, cool. So would you, what would you do if you were Jonathan Martin? Or oh, I kick his ass. He wouldn't be calling me that. Right. I don't, I don't but know. We can't have that it. either. You know, what? I'm yeah. just saying we can't have both of those things existing mm-hmm. where we're just going to handle it with some fisticuffs either. Like, that like that's going to lead to something more fucked up than just the n-word in a minute it's going to lead to a lawsuit mm-hmm. or something workplace harassment like it's going to lead to something major if they keep at it you know i was uh the jonathan martin thing i was listening to uh bomani jones was guest hosting uh levitard mm-hmm. on monday or tuesday yeah of last week and he was talking about he brought up a story that I had I had didn't know prior to this to him bringing it up where he was talking about Jonathan Martin's father Texted. would tell him yeah would say like was this where he would say like I went through that at Harvard yeah, yeah he Jonathan texted his father like look this is the shit that's going on I can't deal with it like I'm you know they disrespected me and called me the n word like I'm, I don't want to play this sport and he and he said look man uh, we've been generations deep at Harvard. This is just part of being around white people. You're just going to have to learn to accept being called nigger and racially discriminated against. It's just part of the game. And like that right there tells you enough of why a rule like this happens. It tells you enough of why um, it has to become bigger than just football. Yes, it does. And it has to be addressed on a level that's outside of just throwing a punch at a dude. Like this is institutionalized and whether Jonathan Martin was the most mentally healthy candidate to do this or not, what we do know is that he made a discussion out of something that people wanted to dismiss, and I'm I'm glad for it. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, you you because I didn't know about it, so I was like, man, this is just bullshit. Right. <laughs> but but no, you you guys make a valid point because there has to be a sense of uh, decorum when you enter that lock. There has to be if we want to. <laughs> If we want to say this is our sport, this is this is America's sport, and right. there has to be some type of because uh, uh, decorum involved. Because what did Jackie Robinson do? What he did, right. you know? They do they do this for other shit. Like nobody yeah. ever gets mad when um, a player gets hurt and players on both teams kneel on one knee and start praying. Yeah, nobody goes. What about the atheists? Nah, they find a way to conform for however long that prayer thing is as a group. And we don't need to know what their individual beliefs are. We don't need to know if they were out cheating on their wife last night. True. We don't need to know. We like, we just go, okay, <clears throat> of course you pray. Your teammates are praying, you know? Yeah. And I think the same thing can be said about the N word in a way where it's like, yeah, you're not saying it anymore because some people aren't comfortable with it. So do, you know, don't say it while you're on the field or whatever. And like I said, I don't think we'll even, I really don't think this will be a problem, but, uh, I don't either. Next article, uh, cause that was a big thing. Um, that happened yesterday and people were very upset um we got some justice guys oh miss uh they had uh somebody hang a noose on um 
uh the statue of the first black man james meredith yeah we did yeah to enroll in that in the all-white college at the time um they found out it was some frat boys it sounds silly, but it kind of makes sense. This is one of the things where, like, whoever they was, I was like, these dudes are on campus and mm-hmm. they're young. Yeah, they got suspended. Uh, the, the, the actual chapter of the, of the, um, uh, fraternity got suspended from campus. Uh, they expelled all three men and turned over their identities to investigators. So we got some justice, y'all. You know, can't really, uh, can't be mad about that. So. Good job, white people. Way to turn in. Way to snitch on your own kind. We appreciate it. Yeah, they did something cool. like that in Jersey, too. There's these kids in Jersey hung a noose over some uh, representation of somebody's mascot, and they got in trouble, too. Yeah. You know what? It takes, honestly, it takes white people to stand up against that shit. Mm-hmm. It does, yeah. Because I don't know those motherfuckers, and nobody black on campus knew those motherfuckers. It was going to take some white people to be like, uh, Trevor, I heard you, you know, I heard you, uh, really bragging last week, but bro. Yeah, I guarantee you that what happened. They yeah. were bragging or talking about it out in the open and somebody was like, that's not cool. And they reported them good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, in gay news, uh, we really need to make this a segment on the show. <laughs> yes, we do. Cause it comes point. up a lot. We really do this every show. Um, <clears throat> Mark Regenerous claims gay marriage will lead straight men to stray and demand anal sex from women. Uh. Um, they act like uh, anal sex from women ain't already happening. Uh, well, uh, apparently a lot of dudes are waiting for gay people to get married so they can uh, make this uh, make this demand. Can like, hey girl, hey girl, you know what? I'm yeah. I'm gonna go gay if I don't get that booty hole. What the hell is going on here? Apparently that's what's happening. Um, but uh, yeah, um, I know me personally. This is what I was waiting on the Ali Ali oxen free of the. Uh, sex world if it was you know it's like gay men taking my lead from you hurry up and get married so i can demand this anal sex and uh apparently they haven't uh pulled it yet um but uh <clears throat> actually there's a clip of this if i can play it hold on my internet's acting slow give me one second guys uh refresh this page but um yeah apparently um he was uh he's a preacher or something Oh no, he's not a preacher. What is this dude? Um, University of Texas. He was a speaker at University of Texas. He said straight men will feel compelled to demand open relationships as well as anal sex from their wives and girlfriends. Um, you think this dude knows any straight men? No. Cause, I think he wants to do this. No, what is this guy's background? Is he gay? Uh, <laughs> I, is he, is the way he he's talking, yeah. Uh, I don't know what he is. <laughs> yeah, because he, usually it's like these these queers they're doing this, and then then he's like with a fourteen year old kid, right? Doing stuff. He gets busted like a week later, like coming out of a hotel room with some meth and lube and shit, and like, well, yeah. no, no wonder you thought it was this way. Because uh, let's be honest, dude, you'd like to get in some tang too. Um. Man, I don't know why this thing isn't loading for my Firefox, dog. Hold on a second. I got to uh, – let me try this real quick. I'm trying to play this clip, y'all. Uh, all right, let's see. I can refresh this shit now. But, um, yeah, uh, he says, uh, if gay marriage is perceived as legitimate by heterosexual women, it will eventually embolden boyfriends everywhere and not a few husbands. 
not a few uh to press for what men have always historically wanted but were rarely allowed sexual novelty in the form of permission to stray without jeopardizing their primary relationship um here's the thing though he does realize that people are already doing this okay if they want to right now yes they are like since when have uh straight white men waited for um, any type of minority to do anything yeah like have you seen pornography yeah because i have and um they're already fucking people in the ass Mm-hmm. And they're already having swinger sex and open relationships and cocko sex. And I don't said. even get me into the Japanese. Oh, oh no, that's a whole other level. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, it's, so I don't know what he's talking about. Um, he says in addition, he claims the normalization of gay men's sexual behavior in society will prompt a surge in the practice of heterosexual anal sex. What's so bad about that? I mean. Why would that be an issue that you would be like? If it's two consenting adults, yeah, we have to stop heterosexual anal sex because you know, guys, it's so bad for the environment. Yeah, you know. <laughs> what about the trees? What is it killing the ozone layer? Right. Nobody informed it, me about this. I, I just think the close, the more we get, the more that homosexuality isn't an issue. The 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 more time we can spend working on other shit. Like, because there's plenty of other, like, it it always goes back to other people being concerned about what other people are doing in the privacy of their own bedroom. Right. And it, it's just this, it just gets to the point where it's really, just let this Michael Sam kid play. Draft right. him if he's good and let the kid play. And I then mean, this way we'll finally be able to, um, I don't know why that did, uh, but this way we'll finally be able to, like, um, have people be happy. Like, cause yeah. my thing is like, I think people want to be happy and any reason for that is fine. If, you know, if, if they're like, Hey, you know, um, I want to have, uh, anal sex with my wife. Fine. Like, why yeah. the fuck would I care? Uh, why would I want to stop this? Yeah. I'm not in the room. Yeah. Like it's yeah. y'all sex, not mine. I don't give a fuck. Right. Well, this is weird that these people get on this, these jags where it's just like, yeah, and, uh, we got to stop all the. The anal sex guys is out of I control. Want to control everything that's happening in your bedroom. Yeah, I bet this dude. I bet this dude votes Republican and thinks Obama's too intrusive and uh, <laughs> that that uh, Obamacare is ruining America. And it's like, yeah, but you want to go in people's bedrooms and say they shouldn't be having anal sex or uh, having open relationships and shit like that. Because it's that's like, okay. go take your kid fishing, you asshole. You haven't paid attention to your son. Yeah, it's I, like go to his soccer practice. Right, go be a go be a family man. Here, here's a it's clip. What I, oh, go ahead. Okay. All right, hold on. Let me see if I can turn it up. If gay marriage is perceived as legitimate by heterosexual women. Mm-hmm. It will eventually embolden boyfriends everywhere, and not a few husbands, to press for what men have always historically wanted, but were rarely allowed: sexual novelty the form of permission to stray without jeopardizing their primary relationship. Discussion of openness and sexual partners in straight marriages will become more common, just as the practice of heterosexual anal sex got a big boost from the normalization of gay men's sexual behavior in both contemporary porn and in the American imagination. It may be spun as empowering women, but it sure won't 
sure doesn't feel that way. It doesn't feel that way when it dicks in my ass. I tell you that much. Ah! And I know from experience. Whoa, I mean, whoa, I'm sorry. Whoa. I didn't mean that. Too much information there, buddy. Yeah, that dude, like, I always do think, um, and I don't want to use it as like, cause I hate the way people use it where it's like, oh, uh, you don't like gay people, so I'm gonna call you gay because that's the biggest insult I can think of. Cause I don't ever want to use gay as an insult to somebody being gay. But, um, when people talk like that, it does make me wonder if they're like, at least uh like gender fluid or some shit like or like their sexual preference like is fluid that they feel like everyone else out here is just making a choice every time to have sex with a certain gender and maybe it's because that's how they are inside that they can't imagine other people are hardwired one way or the other yeah because you know why would this person say something like that if they didn't think that people could just wake up every day and go nope i'm not i'm not gonna suck dick today nope i'm gonna continue to stay on this pussy (laughs) i have to make this choice daily or i will be on a dick so like it's the only way i can fucking perceive it because it's like that's not that's not how i operate you know like uh my switch is always on pussy all the time like it's never (laughs) and i don't remember when it turned on and i don't remember ever having to think about it I just, right. I just remember my dick getting hard and be like, those are some short shorts. Whoa, what's going on? And it's, it's been game on ever since. So <laughs> I can't even imagine thinking another way about it where I would be like, yeah, cause, uh, obviously now that gay dudes can get married, now I need to get out here and see what's going on. Yeah. Like your, your female coworker, you're kind of attracted to, oh, that's a nice shirt. And you get a half chub. And right. Like, oh, okay. Yeah. Sometimes I wish I had the switch so I could mm-hmm. turn it off. Yeah. Like, this is not professional. We looking at these titties. This is a bad working environment. I gotta stop. <laughs> um, by the way, uh, speaking of more gay stuff, Arizona, uh, passed a bill allowing businesses to refuse service to gay people based on religious beliefs. So. They did. Yep. Arizona did. Mm-hmm. Man, Arizona don't want no gays. Arizona don't want no Mexicans. Arizona don't want nobody but the desert. What's wrong with them people out there? Yep. Yep. And it, they don't want a day off in January. Right, they don't want Martin Luther King Day. Um, and more good news. Uh, guns will now surpass car accidents as the leading cause of death among young people. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yep, so that's good. So kids, watch out for, watch out for those guns and cars. We can't be having this going on in Lena Dunham's America. Mm-hmm. She didn't write girls for ah. all this and hire her friends. She sure did. Sure. Uh, Jerry Seinfeld did not hire all his friends for this. Uh, Atlanta's rich are protesting Justin Bieber's impending residency. He's trying to move from Miami to Atlanta, and the rich people in Atlanta are like, no, nigga. We don't want you in the chocolate city. It'll go away. We know we ratchet, but we don't need you. He want to be black so bad, man. Dude, the saddest part about this guy, like, he's made me forgive Molly. Because... She adopted some positive stuff from black people. Like, twerking is not necessarily negative. Like, I like twerking. But, mm-hmm. like, Justin Bieber just trying to adapt, like, thug life and shit and hang out with yeah. Rick Ross and Puff Daddy and Jermaine Dupri and shit with no shirt on. Like, he's just becoming the stereotypical black dude, a uh, white dude who's trying to, quote unquote, act black. Mm-hmm. There's a, somebody, uh, on Twitter, had a thing where it was i guess where u.s the u.s and canada faced each other 
and it was on a billboard and it said winner keeps Bieber. <laughs> loser keeps loser keeps Bieber. Oh, or takes man. Bieber. It was funny. It's like a picture of I guess the best US player and the on one side the best Canada player and then Justin Justin Bieber's picture in the middle. It's funny to me. I don't know, guys. But nah, I thought that was nah, I, I feel you, man. He's he's <laughs> just he's become the worst, man. I remember yeah. when he was just a plucky kid on YouTube. Fucked up Selena Gomez's life, man. Right. Got her tripping. She she going to jail and shit, fucking with this dude. Rehab and smoking weed and shit. Yeah. Fucking with this thug. Um (laughs) Kanye West's over the top proposal to Kim K might have been fake, guys. Yeah, I can tell y'all both shocked. Um, <laughs> apparently people that watch Keeping Up with the Kardashians saw her spotted with the engagement ring before the actual proposal happened on the show. Oh. So, you know, it either means the show is fake, which obviously can't be, or. What? Can't uh, be fake. It's wow. obviously not the show, Karen. Come on. I mean, because. They can't, they couldn't have staged this? Are you serious? I mean, come on, Karen. Um, say it ain't so. But the proposal might be fake. Uh, and it had like an orchestra and all this shit involved. So either they shot some scenes of the show out of order or she, uh, she lied to y'all people. And, uh, I'm, uh, can't say I'm, I'm a little disappointed, man. I believe in Kim Kardashian. Um, even if y'all don't. Them cheeks. Just, yeah, that's all you believe. What? What are y'all talking about? She actually got. So, oh, I know what you guys are talking about. The con- the newest controversy. Uh, no, where, what's that? No. Yeah, y'all obviously talking about the newest controversy. Um, mm-hmm. People are saying that um, Kim Kardashian has butt implants. No. I know. I know. Like, since she got pregnant, uh, you know, her butt has blown up. And I put a picture in the chat for everybody. Um, and people are saying this is butt implants going out of control. Uh, but she, uh, surprised fans by hitting back on Twitter, writing, I'm seeing all these nonsense tabloids claiming I have butt implant injections. Get a life. Using pics of me 15 pounds skinnier before I had my baby comparing me to now. I still have weight to lose. Anyone who has had a baby knows how hard it is to lose weight, especially the last bit of weight and your body totally changes. And, uh, yeah, I agree. Uh, she probably has not had butt implants, uh, recently. Yeah, one thing that's, I guess to me, that's really, really sad about uh, just pregnant women, period, but being a pregnant woman and a celebrity, it's like you're, you're just constantly on display for the public to just tear you apart. You're too fat. You're too skinny. You're too, you know, you're pregnant, but you should gain more weight. You ain't lost weight. It's like it's a constant uh, um, scrutinizing of her body. Yeah, and she even addressed that part, too said making fun of me pregnant and making fun of me trying to lose weight now shame on you i'm not perfect but i will never conform to your skinny standards sorry not me and by the way i've lost a lot so far and i'm proud of that don't give young girls a complex so y'all need to stop cyberbullying kim Mm -hmm. and her big old booty and let her be proud okay she's working on it okay so y'all y'all really hurt her soul man with that shit um and uh you know and so i you know I, anytime she's in public with all that ass i think it's fine okay i know she's falling off a little bit compared to what she started off at but that's life okay nobody can stay on top forever baby nobody all right I w- and a lot of women would love to have her body yeah mm-hmm. uh more celebrity more celebrity news jeffrey hubbard 
has been convicted of homicide following a 2012 jet ski accident in Georgia that killed Usher's stepson, Kyle Glover. Oh, oh, this, oh, this happened a while ago. Yeah, yeah. He, uh, yeah, he, uh, got, he hit, um, Glover, 11, and a 15-year-old friend. They were both hit by a passing jet ski while intertubing on Lake Lanier in Atlanta. Hubbard is reportedly, reportedly a family friend, which has to be even sadder, right? Like, yeah. you're a friend of the family. I'm yeah. sure he didn't mean to do this, you know, but, uh, they have a law that unlawful operation of a personal watercraft and boat traffic violation for operating at more than idle speed within a hundred feet of a person in the water. For safety reasons, yes. Yeah. And so he was negligent. The kid died. Um, and, uh, you know, the, the friend got injured. Uh, so he got convicted of homicide. He got convicted on all counts. Uh, now he, it was a black kid who was killed, a young black boy. Um, and this dude was convicted on all counts. So obviously that means he was a black man. So if he would have been a white dude, probably would have got off. Wouldn't have been a big deal. Uh, if he uh, had his gun and shot him, maybe they would have said self-defense. So he was standing his ground in the water. Right. Yeah. Standing his water. Or something yeah. they would have came mm-hmm. up with. Standing in, standing your waves. Yeah, standing, you uh-huh. standing my waves. Um, you guys know or how just it is. standing in whiteness. Right, right. Standing my white. Um, uh, but yeah, I, you know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have been surprised if he would have got off with it if he was white. But uh, when you're, uh, when you're black, you can't be out here killing people. Okay. Nope. That's a, that goes to jail 100 percent of the time. Um, all right. I had another article. What did I do with this article? Real quick. Um. All right, Anne Frank. Do you know who she is? Yes. All right, Anne Frank. Her books are being vandalized in Tokyo libraries. Why are they in Tokyo? I don't know what the fuck is going on. I don't know who who started this trend, but Anne Frank's The the Diary of a Young Girl and scores of books about the young Holocaust victim have been vandalized in Tokyo Public Library since earlier this year. Oh, I'm stupid. Like, I'm thinking, like, there was, like, the actual thing or something. Maybe I was thinking, were they on tour in Tokyo? But, all right, I'm sorry, I'm an idiot. The damage was mostly in the form of dozens of ripped packages in the books. I mean, ripped pages in the books. Librarians have counted at least 265 damaged books at 31 municipal libraries since the end of January. Japan and Nazi Germany were allies in World War II, and though, though Holocaust denial has occurred in Japan at times, the motive for damaging Anne Frank's books is, is unclear. Police are investigating. Chief Cabinet Secretary Yoshihide Suga uh, called vandalism the vandalism shameful and said Japan will not tolerate such acts. The New York-based Anti-Defamation League, uh, uh, Anti-Defamation League, a civil rights group fighting anti-Semitism praised Sugar's remarks. Um, the league's national director, Abraham Foxman, called for a full investigation and asked Japan's government to clearly, to carefully consider if this act of disrespect for memory of millions of Jewish victims who lost their lives in the Holocaust requires a new look at educational initiatives regarding the Holocaust and anti-Semitism. So just crazy. Like, I don't, nobody knows what sparked it. No, like, who would go to a library like to do this like yeah you know like this means somebody went to the library they couldn't have checked the book out obviously they would be able to solve this problem easily <laughs> but they went to the library found use the dewey decimal system to find 
Um, oh, how they figure that shit out? Right. Unless you're a librarian. The Japanese do a decimal system and then like walked up to the books, ripped out the pages and then walked out. Crazy. Yeah, they ain't got video cameras in the libraries? Maybe they're Justin Bieber fans or something. I don't know. <laughs> All right, man. We got some games to play, guys. All right. Uh, the first one, of course, is uh, Guess the Race. So let's let's get into this. Guess the Race? Don't yeah. Don't I mean, fuck it with black people. Okay, I'm about to say, wait a minute, it's wrong music. We're just fucking with them black people. We're just fucking with them blacks. We're just fucking with... Fucking with black people. That's right, guys. It's fucking with black people time. Where we read or play news articles from around the globe that are fucking with black people, and we judge them on a scale of 0 to 100 in intervals of 25. Today's contestants, Michelle Bachman and Ted Nugent. Come on down. Michelle Bachman said Obama won because he's black and America felt guilty. Not because he was... Not because they put the oldest white man ever up against them. Come on now, can't put your head, yeah. can't put your hand above your uh, over your head. Come on, dog. Republicans didn't. How you even gonna like, press the red button if it's on the wall? Right. Republicans didn't even like this dude, and somehow that's Obama's fault. Uh, Representative Michelle Bachman, Republican Minnesota, is on her last tour in Congress. She's not seeking re-election and will leave the House after 2014. Um, I thought she was already gone. She she, mm-hmm. she ain't been governing since since she been on her bus trail. Yep. In the meantime, she's sticking to her usual habits and uh, being offensive and shit. Um, and she says uh, Obama has a perpetual magic wand. Oh wait, no, this is from last year. I know wrong thing. Um, in an interview published Wednesday, Bachman said that Barack Obama won the presidency because white people felt too guilty about past racial injustices i think there was a cachet about having an african-american president because of guilt she said in an interview with kyle thomas a syndicated conservative columnist bachman didn't stop there she thinks hillary clinton has poor odds of winning president 2016 people don't hold guilt for a woman she said explaining that much of the country isn't prepared to elect a woman as president (coughs) i don't think there is a pent-up desire whatever that means I think she's saying that because nobody won't vote for her ass. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and it's like, how would you know? Your party is the party of not giving a fuck about anyone that's not a white man. So, like, the only chick y'all ever fucked with was uh, was Sarah Palin is because she was pretty. Yeah. Because she was also extremely stupid. And they would not have tolerated that from a dude. Yes, and they yeah. even tore her to pieces after they didn't get reelected talking mm-hmm. about how dumb she was. Yep. They made a movie about how dumb she was. They wrote a book. Right. Yeah, she was a dumbass. And they only supported her because she looks better than you. That's the part of your a part of, you know? But uh anyway, man. Um she Glenn tried Glenn Rice wouldn't have fucked her. Yeah, Glenn Rice would not have given her the dick. Okay? Let's oh. just be honest. And that's what this is really about. Mm-hmm. Ted Nugent apologized for an Obama insult. That's right. Let that mm-hmm. sink in. The rock guitar. Oh, by the way, um, a hundred for Michelle Bachman. Hundred, obviously. Oh. <laughs> uh, the rock guitarist Ted Nugent responded to cascading criticism that had become an embarrassment for his conservative Republican allies, apologizing Friday for calling President Obama a subhuman mongrel. Subhuman mongrel. Oh wow! But Democrats 
expressed frustration that their calls for an apology from the Texas Republican who took Mr. Nugent on the campaign trail had been ignored. It was funny because the reason I found out about this was on Twitter. I saw um, somebody retweeted Rand Paul saying that he was appalled by uh, Ted Nugent's uh, latest comments and they were racist and he did not agree at all. And I retweeted him and I asked him, have you been hacked? Because I feel like Rand Paul has said some pretty bad stuff, too. Uh, Mr. Nugent's description of the president and his two appearances on Tuesday with Greg Abbott and the Texas Attorney General and Republican frontrunner in the race for governor, I put Mr. Abbott on the defensive. After the remarks generated national attention, Mr. Nugent's language grew criticism on Thursday from prominent Republicans, including Governor Rick Perry, Senator Ted Cruz of Texas, and Senator Rand Paul of Kentucky. Though those three stopped short of criticizing Mr. Abbott's decision to campaign with Mr. Nugent, on Friday on the Texas radio station WBAP, Mr. Nugent told Ben Ferguson, a conservative talk show host, that he did cross the line by using the term a rare if, by using the term a rare if grudging admission for the outspoken pro-gun rock star who once told Mr. Obama to suck on my machine gun. My machine gun. Mm -hmm. I do apologize, not necessarily to the president. But on behalf of much better men than myself, Mr. Nugent said, I love that. He's like, I won't apologize to that nigger, but the rest of you guys, my bad, Republicans. <laughs> Mentioning Mr. Perry and Mr. Abbott, he added, I apologize for using the street fighter terminology of subhuman mongrel instead of just using a more understandable language such as violator of the oath of the Constitution, the liar that he is. The street fighter language mm -hmm. of Blanca. Subhuman mongrel and street fighter language. You ever play that game Street Fighter? And, uh, yeah. <laughs> Ken, Ken punches Ryu and he goes, Subhuman mongrel? No, it's not a rock. Yeah. Ken. Something like that. No, that translates from Japanese to subhuman mongrel. A lot of people don't oh, know. That. Oh, okay, okay. 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 Oh, my new vocabulary word for the day. Thank mm -hmm. you. Yep. Sir Um, so anyway, 100. Yes, yeah, it's, it's Ted Nugent. Of course, he got 100. Um, because even, even how, in the apology, how, he doesn't apologize to President Obama. How about Sarah Palin? Oh, no, no, no. Michelle Bachman got 100, I mean, of course. Sarah Palin, shit, they all the same to me. Mm -hmm. um, and you just got 100. <laughs> yes, I did. They're not, they're not all the same. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, yeah, that's 100. Yeah, that, that's clearly racist. Um, let's move on to our <laughs> next game. Uh, guess the race. Now that it's time for some guess the race. That's right, it's guess the race time. I said, now that it's time for some guess the race. That's right, it's guess the race time. That's right, it's time for Guess the Race, the number one game show going across all of podcast land, where we read or play articles from all over the globe, and we ask our contestant today, Chris Lambert, from the Mundane Festival podcast, to guess the race. Chris, are you ready to play some Guess the Race? I'm ready, Rod. All right. And that chat room plays along their races. All right. Let's get into it. Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Fast. Baton Rouge police arrested a man Sunday who was caught shoplifting nearly $100 in ribs. Oh, not no ribs. Okay. From the Piggly Wiggly. From the Piggly Wiggly oh, supermarket. Okay. It happened just before noon Sunday. The probable cause report says 54-year-old Eugene Dunn was being held down in the parking lot by two men when officers arrived. The officers reported that there were about four packages of meat lying on the concrete. Officers removed four more packs of ribs from Dunn's pants. 
the person who tried to stop Dunn from stealing the ribs told police that Dunn placed his keys between his fingers, made a fist, and tried to cut him with the keys. The man also told police that Dunn was in the store early in the week and got away with several items after threatening to shoot him. Dunn told police he was only trying to eat and live. Ah! <laughs> I wonder if he stole any barbecue sauce. Dunn was... What kind of barbecue sauce? Right, he had like a bottle of sweet back. Uh, sweet baby raised in his asshole. No. Oh my god. Done with <laughs> No nobody's using that sauce. <laughs> Nobody used that. That's the worst fucking that, sauce. Oh, oh that is some nasty that shit. That shit is always on sale. And that's why that shit is always on sale. I think mm. it's like a vinegar based or something it's like that. It's a shit based. Oh. You you guys are actually talking about the quality of the sauce. I was talking about because it's in his ass. Oh, oh. <laughs> I, I guess you ain't you ain't never had sweet baby rays. Yeah, that, I've just, never had it. No, yeah, don't don't don't, don't, do don't, don't try don't it. Do it. It's a picture of an old black dude on the front, and that shit right. is that's terrible. how they got me. That's how they got me. They put that that's picture not on the, the front. Stubbs joint. What's the? Is that oh, a different? Stubbs? That's different from Stubbs. Yes, right? and Stubbs is nasty too. We've had that. I don't like Stubbs either. They all in that same nasty family in my book. Yeah, you putting black men on the front making me think think that oh this is gonna be good because yeah, niggas oh, niggas do no barbecue they know that sauce i taste that shit i was like what the fuck is this use that racism against me um <laughs> dunn was arrested on charges of aggravated battery at the de- uh, other deadly weapon and fifth offense of theft of goods he is being held at east baton rouge parish prison for five thousand dollars bond guess the race of eugene dunn i'm gonna say black all right let's see what the chat room believes the race of this man is uh, this rib stiller. Um, a subhuman mongrel who saved two white women from an orange dealer's Cleveland, Ohio ag- attic. Oh. Everyone ah! everyone loves ribs, but he didn't have a decency to pay. Yep, that's a colored fella, said Terry S. Subharian African. Uh, now, oh, no, no, Jeffrey, that's not a guess. Uh, that one dude that owns the rib joint on House of Cards. Aww. Yo, <laughs> damn! Creole Creole crumb snatcher. I don't know what race that is. Creole is that black or white? What is that? Isn't it like a biracial kind of thing? Yeah. I don't know. Uh, brother of the Popeye spokeswoman, <laughs> subhuman and angry, lunar mosquito. Oh my! And <laughs> and real smoking gator frying porch monkey. The correct oh, answer is <laughs> black. I think That's everyone got so that. so horrible. Lunar. <laughs> That's right. Uh, let's check the uh, next article here, guys. See what we got. Um, uh, charges are coming. Oh, wait. This is a, a dude that died because of a frat thing. So, um, Apparently that baruch college they had some fraternity hazing that went a little little too far guys okay uh say what karen i say it went a little wrong yeah it went awry as karen would say um it uh you know i I never joined a frat but i understand a lot of other people did um it just wasn't my shit um but uh this dude was like i want to sign up to be in this frat and they said cool all you have to do is let us do things to you to haze you. Um, and much like an NFL locker room, it went too far. Um, it says charges will be filed on the death of a Baruch college student who was blindfolded 
and forced to run a gauntlet with a heavy weight on his back as part of a fraternity ritual, a Pennsylvania prosecutor said Thursday. Now, what kind of ritual involves you beating me and making me run with heavy shit on my back? That sounds like either some BDSM shit or some slavery. Like, yeah. Oh, so they using that shit they had in that weightlifting class I was in. Shit, you need both of your eyes for that bullshit. Yeah, you I hurt yourself. I don't need no type of friends like this. Yeah, man, uh, that shit is ridiculous, man. I can't stand that. They said they won't decide on which charges to file until the police investigation on Chun Sin Michael Ding's death is finished. The 19-year-old freshman and pledge at Pi Delta Psi died Monday while at a weekend retreat with about 30 frat members at a rented house in the Poconos. Oh, my. Authorities say Ding suffered major brain trauma while partaking in the ritual in the yard. Ding, one of four pledges, was injured during an initiation game called the Glass Ceiling, in which oh, pledges God. are blindfolded and a bowling ball type weight is put in a bag and tied to their backs. They are then forced to run a gauntlet while others try to tackle them. <gasps> and they didn't think that something was going to go terribly wrong? Even the NFL is like, this is dangerous. Yes. Police sources told Brown Ding was knocked down several times during the game, causing his injuries. But instead of calling 911 immediately, they brought him into the house and after some time drove him to the emergency room 30 miles away. <gasps> According to authorities, Ding was surrounded by his frat brothers when he was hurt. He was unconscious and unresponsive. When fraternity members carried him into the house, according to the affidavit, he was covered in scratches and bruises and had suffered swelling to the back of his head. Oh. His clothes were changed and all fraternity memorabilia was thrown away. As some fraternity members searched the internet for information on his injuries. Oh, so they're trying to cover this shit. Oh. Google concussion. How do you spell concussion, bro? All those niggas need to go to jail, man. Yes, they do and get kicked off of campus. A source told, a source told CBS2 that an hour and a half to two hours went by before he was taken to the hospital. <gasps> oh. He was put on life support, died hours later. Uh, Dr. Ding was brain dead when he arrived at the hospital. Toxicology and alcohol tests came back negative, so it wasn't even that he was drinking. It was just the injuries sustained from this game. Um, I, it was, it's just surprising, says student Andrew Lazardi. I mean, Hazen, I don't think that was going, I didn't think that was going to happen. I think they should be broken up as a fraternity just for that because I think that's so wrong and it shouldn't be allowed at all. I do too. Yep, so, yeah, guess the race of Michael Ding. Of the guy that shot Michael Dean? I get, I, is it D-I-N-G? D-E-N-G. D-E-N-G, mm-hmm. that sounds Asian. All right, let's check the chat room to see what they believe his race is. Um, One who got his name based on the sounds of silverware being tossed down a flight of stairs. Oh, my God. Wow. One who will be, that's Leonard Brothers. You know he does. Yeah. One will be buried in a kimono or kung fu robe. Oh, brother of ring, brother of ring a ding ding. I feel sorry for your mother, Asian. Butt chugging dude, bros. We're all going to Ding, ding like luau, black and white. The correct answer is, and Chris got it, Asian. All right. I mean. It's shitty of me to be like, yes, I got it. Like that's the the most. Why do you pick this 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 one? This was really morbid. Uh, sometimes I pick them um just based on 
like what caught my interest. I never, I never, I've never been on a, this ep- a show where one of you guys' a show where it was this bad. That was really sad. There's nothing. You should have seen the one about the baby covered in shit. That was terrible. Oh no. Yeah, nobody wanted to be here for that. Mm-hmm. Dude, um, like, uh, I feel like it's this kid trying to fit in with all these other these white kids and oh fuck, man, that sucks. Yeah. Uh, according to the article, he texts Jonathan Martin's dad. He says, "Sometimes you got to deal with this." So. Um, and of course, uh, some of you missed it, so. Alright. Let's move into the bonus round. Okay, guys? Chris is two for two right now. Let's see if he's gonna get nervous. Double the points and raise. Double the points and raise. That's right, y'all. It's double the points, double the race. Bonus round of guess the race. Chris is two for two. The all audience right. is all over the place. Yes, Chris, they are. Are you getting nervous? A little bit. All right. I'm not gonna lie. It's getting a little nervous. All right. Let's get into our bonus round uh, questions here. Um. Uh, pardon my cold. It's starting to act up. Um. Here's a guy who uh was acting stupid. New tonight, a local semi-professional wrestler arrested. Investigators telling us tonight... New tonight, a local semi-professional wrestler arrested. Investigators telling us tonight Bruce Santee got angry at a Pinellas Park police officer and detectives say Santee offered $100 to anyone willing to kill the man. All new at 11, our Andrew Dowd is live outside the Pinellas County Jail with more. Andrew, I understand the police taking this threat very seriously tonight. And tonight, Bruce Santee is in jail facing felony charges after police say he took a disagreement over a traffic stop too far on social media. Search Bruce Santee on Facebook and you find a man who is all smiles with a passion for wrestling. Tonight, this is the picture of Santee detention officers are giving us. Police say early yesterday morning he was a passenger in a car when the woman driving was pulled over. She explained to the officer at the time that the reason she was driving them was because they were impaired and she was just trying to get him home. Police say after he got home, he posted a message to his Facebook followers offering $100 to the person who killed the officer involved in the traffic stop, even giving the officer's name. You can post and you can talk about any, any disagreement you may have with the way the police do their business. When you offer money to, to do harm or cause death to a police officer, we take it very serious regardless of your intent. Pinellas Park Police found out about the post by an off-duty officer from another agency. About 11 o'clock yesterday, we, we received a message via our, our police department Facebook page from an off-duty Sumter County police officer. He was arrested today after he turned himself in to police. When the detectives spoke to him, you know, he was remorseful and he told him I was drunk, I was stupid, uh, I posted something I shouldn't have. And after we posted the story to our Facebook page, Santee's friends came to his defense. Kim Santee said, seriously people, I'm pretty sure it would cost more than $100 to kill anyone, let alone a cop. Obviously, it was a joke. <coughs> Clearly, you don't know him at all. And Danielle McRae said, I know this man personally, and he is not the picture this post paints. This was probably a moment of venting. I admit, not the correct way. Now, police again saying these are very serious charges. If convicted, he could face up to 15 years in jail. Now, the people that we were able to contact tonight who know Santee did not want to go on camera. We're live in Pinellas County, and without ABC Action News. First of all, before we even get started, oh, Florida. 
Of course. And 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 to think that a hundred dollars isn't enough to get a police officer killed in Florida. Come on, they'll kill him for free. If you just say like this status, if you will kill a police officer for me, uh, you can get some people to vote for you. So I think that's bullshit. Uh, Chris, man, guess the race of Mister Bruce Allen Santee. I'm gonna say white. All right, let's check the chat room see what they believe. Whiter than Merle's face when they left him on that roof on The Walking Dead. Oh, my. Nacho no longer Libre. <laughs> I didn't know I couldn't. I didn't know I couldn't do that, White. One whose nostrils look like an electric socket, White. Is that a stereotype? That is new. Nostrils look like an electric socket. Actually, I had to look at my electric socket just now to see. <laughs> uh, one who would trade a pair of phone posits for a wheel of cheese with naive and there's no anger like righteous white anger how dare you give me a ticket the correct answer is and I'm gonna let Karen decide on this Karen what race do you think this man is that's a white white dude white so Chris got it right alright yes. some of you in the chat room missed it All right, last guest the race story. See if Chris can go a perfect four for four. I know he on the road. Oh, a, man. A couple of the same race, okay, same race couple. A couple who believe in faith healing were sentenced Wednesday to three and a half to seven years in prison in the death of their second, a second child who was sick, but they wouldn't let see a doctor. Philadelphia Common Pleas Judge Benjamin Lerner told Herbert and Catherine Scheibel Scheibel that it wasn't a it wasn't eight month old Brandon's time to die. You've killed two of your children. Not God, not your church, not religious devotion. You, he said. The Scheibels pleaded no contest to third degree murder and Brandon's death last year with pneumonia. From uh they are a third degree generation members of a small Pentecostal community, the first century gospel church in northeast Philadelphia. Both expressed remorse and apologized for violating the court order to seek medical care for their children after the two thousand nine death of a two year old with untreated pneumonia. Wow. Yeah, what is that like going through it the second time? Uh they have seven surviving children. Luckily for those children. Seven. Who knows what they got wrong with them? The Lord never fixed my broke legs, so I got oh. to walk like this. Them pokies is jacked up. Uh, last year, Herbert Scheibel told police that medicine is against our religious beliefs, and we believe in divine healing, that Jesus shed blood for our healing, and that he died on the cross to break the devil's power. And to which the police said, please, sir, just take the rubber testing. Okay? Just, just sip. A jury had convicted both parents of involuntary manslaughter in 2009, death of the son, Kent. They were put on 10 years of probation that included, included orders to seek medical care if any other child got sick after Brandon's death. An irate judge found they had violated parole. Prosecutors had described the boy's symptoms as eerily similar and said they included labored breathing and a refusal to eat. Catherine wow. Scheibel's lawyer, though, said that her client tried to feed Brandon during his illness and apply baby powder to keep him comfortable. Um, which is not medicine. It sure isn't. Their pastor, Nelson Clark, said the Shabbos lost their sons because of spiritual lack in their lives and insisted they would not seek medical care even if another child appeared near death. 
because he's a good person uh guess the race uh of the couple the shabbos uh chris white all right let's check the chat room see what they believe the race is uh those who thought that their white privilege was enough to heal their baby scientologist white scientologist oh my one who's seen kumbaya white um looks like people are scared to guess on this one y'all y'all scared to guess because black people so religious but white people so crazy now y'all conflicted Hmm? nuclear family so white oh damn (laughs) white white like the angel wings that kids have now (laughs) (laughs) oh my god white cack father around white white family whose church just allowed black people to join white the correct answer is white all right man got to talk about sore ratchetness before we get out of here uh, yes um uh, little havana there was a guy who was apparently had a sword and he was going crazy when you take a look inside the presidente supermarket right now it looks as if things are back to normal today however when you tell shoppers here what happened last night the police say a man came in here with a sword wanting to kill people so you can imagine it comes as a terrible surprise this is kind of wild. Oh, I'm shocked. When you tell shoppers a man came into the Presidente supermarket late last night threatening to kill, the first reaction is that of disbelief. The other reaction is that of disappointment in this suspect bringing that kind of behavior into a neighborhood on Southwest 8th Street they're proud of. We feel this is a pretty safe neighborhood. It's a very, like, quiet neighborhood. Police say around 945 last night a suspect carrying that sword made those death threats. He then attacked a woman who got hit with the sword in the back of her arm. That's when the security guard on duty stepped in. A fight ensued, and the security guard shot the suspect several times. Shoppers here say they're glad he did. Do you think the security guard did the right thing? Yeah. Well, he was doing his job. What else I can say? He was doing his job, and he did it well. He did the right thing. I think that's his job to defend the public or take care of the store. The suspect is now at Jackson Memorial Hospital in critical condition. The security guard also taken there for a minor injury to his head after being hurt in the struggle. Despite what happened, patrons not afraid to keep coming here. I feel that it might be an isolated uh, incident. They just hope the security guard, who's being called a hero by police now, wants to come back and keep protecting their store. And the employees here aren't frightened away either. He's friendly. Nice people here. Very friendly. Very helpful. Everybody knows each other. You know, the, the people that work in the meat, uh, dairy, uh, the cashiers. So it's a kind of a neighborhood atmosphere. As far as a motive of why this man came in here to the Presidente to do what he did, still unknown at this point. Also the identity of the security guard who stopped things unknown and hopefully some point he might want to speak with us and tell us from his point of view what exactly happened. For now, reporting from Little Havana, Bobby Brooks, NBC6, South Florida. Alright guys, so um, apparently can't go shopping in Little Havana anymore because I guess uh, so. Motherfuckers feel like they can just bring a sword in there, <clears throat> and that's their right. And get to chopping. And, yeah, nothing you can do about it. So, uh, oh, Florida, obviously. Um, and uh, one last sore ratchet in the story because, uh, you know, this is how often this shit is happening. I can't just cover one story because uh, sore people just aren't waiting their turn to do more shit. Mm-hmm. And we are learning more about a shooting at a supermarket involving a security guard. Oh, wait, man- no. Thank God. It's the same story. Yeah. Whew, I thought, thought, thought two people in Florida got shot up with swords. Um, but um, also, man, 
how dangerous is florida when the when the security guards carry guns yeah because most places security guards don't <clears throat> carry guns right most time you're like get out of my face you flashlight cop yeah yeah these motherfuckers carry guns in florida why because it's florida yes um, make sure you guys check out chris's podcast the mundane festival um it's not mundane at all guys it's not um and uh you've been having a lot of guests on lately yeah i've i i've been having a lot i had a lot banked for a while and people were saying i think people thought that because uh i do it i only do it once a week and i banked a lot because if i asked people to do it and they did it so i recorded them but i could only put them out once a week and they were like how come my episode ain't up was it was it bad or something (laughs) and then so so like the last of the year i put out about like two or three of them and so now i've gotten I've gotten some, and I've done a couple by myself too. Like the last one I did, last week's episode I did by myself, because mm-hmm. uh, I really had to break down Ellen Page and uh, and stuff. Like I had to really decompress that, and uh, what, I forgot what else did I talked about. Yeah, it was yeah, a hard time. It, it was a hard time for you, man. I understand. Yeah, I thought it was hilarious how people just like you, uh, one of my comedian friends, like Chris, you all right? Because I remember, <laughs> I remember. I remember, uh, like that night I was going to get a sandwich after a show and I was just like, I look at my Facebook and it's like, Chris, you know, I'm sorry to break this to you, but Ellen Pay, I was like, oh shit. Yeah, man. It was serious. You were the first person I thought about. I was like, <laughs> I was like good for her. Oh no. Oh, <laughs> oh no. Oh, Chris. Oh, Chris. Oh my God. <clears throat> yeah. That and then, um, uh, because, uh, JL Covan loves, um, uh loves captain phillips captain phillips so much oh yeah um i saw an article where two people got shot on the Mersk, alabama mm-hmm. they got or two people got killed they didn't say how they got killed but two two guards got killed and uh i hit him up and said sequel yeah you hit me up on it i was like <laughs> damn. I wrote, I, all i wrote back in the comment was like damn that's yeah well <laughs> you know that's what i do um all right man so check out the mundane festival check out chrislevers.com you got any dates coming up for people in new york new jersey area need to be aware of yeah if you if you're in the new york new jersey area i'm gonna be headlining this show at the uh at characters restaurant and bar uh it'll it's gonna be really fun it's a nice it's a nice restaurant it's uh really good food and i'm gonna be talking i'm gonna be doing some stand-up and uh uh i'll be around in the city follow my uh, follow me on twitter and you'll you'll get the dates i'll tweet them and they're on my website too so cool man and if uh you're looking for a second date with chris show up to the the restaurant i would count that as a date i would (laughs) too i'll be like oh seeing my boo for the second time in a a relationship oh boy (laughs) Uh, all right man we'll we'll talk to you guys uh tomorrow at nine until then i love you you too baby